Friends, welcome to Sunday morning at First Presbyterian Church in beautiful Columbus, Georgia. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Pastor Danny Deeth, and I want to invite you to join us in our Lenten journey, where with courage and doggedness, we will enter into the wilderness of our lives, our communities, and the world, all in preparation for the greatest gift that has ever been given in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the gifts of his love, his joy, his light, and his grace. Come on in, let's worship together. Our first lesson comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, which should be about page 2 in your pew Bibles. Hear now the word of God. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may freely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second passage in reading for this morning is from Matthew's Gospel. We are in chapter 4, and a somewhat familiar story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Listen with fresh ears. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then... And the then refers to Jesus having just been baptized, the very next verse. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone." And Jesus said to him, again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, all of these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So right away I want to get to the sermon title, Jesus and the Temptations. So today we are thinking about temptations. But let's think about the temptations first. 
Get ready, cause get ready, cause here I come. That was right. No, you were right the first time. Get ready, cause okay, better, better. Right, the temptations, 60s and the 70s, a part of that Motown, uh, uh, joyful groups uh, through Barry Gordy, uh, through Detroit, Motor City, Motown, started to change the R&B world and the pop world through the harmonies, through the suits, through the choreography. Right there, right there, doing Motown. All of it, and the temptations especially, had a variety of hits, one of the best-selling groups in American history. Tens of millions of songs and albums sold. Well, I had a choice between two that I narrowed it down to. I went with Get Ready because as we start Lent, it sounded right to kick off this new season as we're jumping into the wilderness together. The other one that I thought might be close was the way you do the things you do. Because also in Lent, we are taking a hard look at the reasons why we do the things we do. The good things we do, the things that separate us from God, and ways to get closer to Christ through doing the things that we do. But getting ready is what today is all about. We kicked off the season of Lent on Wednesday with Ash Wednesday, the imposition of ashes with a focus on our mortality only because that prompts us to fully trust and rely on the grace of Jesus Christ. So today kicks off our 40-day journey, although that's without Sundays, it's really 46 days. Until we get to Holy Week, until we get to Christ on Palm Sunday, processing into Jerusalem on the donkey, Christ giving himself, being betrayed, having the Last Supper, being crucified, and then the celebration of the resurrection. We are all heading that direction toward Jerusalem, but we're not there yet, and we can't run right to the resurrection without first spending time in the wilderness. Who wants to do that? Last year, 2019, uh, Twitter did a little um, extrapolating of information from 44,000 users about what people gave up mostly for Lent. The top five were these. Number one was social media. So that was Facebook and Instagram specifically, number one. That's not bad. Number two was alcohol. Number three was Twitter itself. Number four was chocolate. And number five, the fifth most common thing that people, at least on Twitter, gave up last year was Lent itself. Not everybody wants to jump into self-exploration of the negative and sinful aspects of ourselves. Yay. Well, of course we don't. Of course that's difficult. And we also wonder... Why does Matthew, especially Matthew, we only know two things about Christ so far. We know the birth narrative, and in Matthew it was the Magi and the star. And then he was baptized, 
And literally, right before this, as he came out of the water, God, the heavens opened up, and God said, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And the very next verse, the Spirit drives him into the wilderness. Jesus have time for that? Was that really necessary? Couldn't Jesus, Jesus just have easily said, I, I, I've done, I've been baptized, I'm ready to go. This is the claiming of my mission. God is with me. I am God's beloved. I am rolling. But no, Jesus takes 40 days. That 40 number, again, we know in the Bible from a variety of stories from 40 days and nights uh, for the flood. We have Moses who was up Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai for 40 days while God was working the Ten Commandments through him. You have Elijah who was in the wilderness running from Jezebel because he had just destroyed 400 of her prophets. You have the Israelites in the wilderness 40 years. And so here's Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. Well, what is he doing? Why does he need to do that? Well, the sense we get is that he was communing with God. He was spiritually preparing himself for the journey that he has been called to, that he is getting ready to begin. And it's at the end of these 40 days that the devil approaches him. We would think at his weakest moment, fasting for 40 days. This isn't a miraculous God thing. Well, Jesus is God's son, the Messiah, and so he wasn't really hungry. But this is that human, as the bulletin cover depicts, of the fully human parts of Jesus that are human and parts that are divine. This physical hunger was a very human need. And so at the end of those 40 days, at his most famished, the devil didn't hit him on day five, didn't hit him on day 15, day 20, day 35, day 39, day 40, when he was getting ready to wrap up and be done. And the devil says, hey, if you are the son of God, and the word if by itself implying that the devil could trap Jesus by questioning his authority, if you are the son of God, to which the devil is thinking, well, Jesus is going to say, well, of course I'm the son of God and I'll prove it to you. Working on low self-esteem, working on that need often for us to say, how dare you doubt me? I'll show you. And then we make poor decisions. I know you're hungry, the devil says to Jesus. You're the son of God. You have to be healthy. You're getting ready to go out and do amazing things. Just what, what harm would it do? To change the stone into some warm, steamy bread, some butter on the top, a little garlic dip on the side. And Jesus responds immediately, quoting Deuteronomy 8.3. We do not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. Okay, devil moves on to the next one. Takes him up to the, to the steeple. Could be, I've been up on that steeple. I know what that looks like. 
And he says, you know what? You need to throw yourself down because as it is written, and then the devil quotes Psalm 91. The devil quotes Psalm 91. He had heard that old devil, that Jesus used scripture to refute him. So now he picked it up and he too knows scripture. There's a whole other sermon about the way that we distort and manipulate scripture for our own good in here, but that's not what this is all about today. Devil as if to say, I know your I know these words just as well as you do. And it says that the angels will take care of you. They'll come and make sure that you're okay. And while the first temptation, the bread was about a physical need and longing temptation, this one is about the miraculous. The devil saying, Jesus, you go jump and all those angels will save you. All those people will see it. And gosh, they are going to flock to you because that's what you want ultimately, right? Do something amazing and miraculous and they'll all run to you. You won't even have to go to them. And Jesus again quotes Deuteronomy, this time 6.16. It is written, do not put the Lord God to the test. Devil, ah, one more, one more in him. So he takes Jesus up to a hillside and he looks down, sees all the cities of the world the devil shows him. And this is probably the biggest and the most difficult one for Jesus, I would guess. Like Bob Barker, the devil stands up, or Drew Carey in recent years, and says, all this can be yours if the price is right. Jesus, I know what you're here to do. If you are the son of God, as you say, then you're trying to bring people, reconcile people through you to God. You're trying to get to as many people as you can and expose them. All you do, you kneel down right now and I will give you these kingdoms of the world. God has given them to me. I rule the earthly kingdoms and I'll give them to you. You won't have to go through this nonsense of this cross and this resurrection. You won't have to scratch and claw person by person. Twelve disciples, come on. Let's start out and get this done. All you have to do is kneel and worship me. It is about power. It is about control. We are all very susceptible to those things. And Jesus again quotes Deuteronomy, this time 613. We are to worship and serve God alone. And so the devil departs until an opportune time. And then the angels come and attend to Jesus. So the devil tries, three strikes and he was out. So a few things here for us. We too know that entering the season of Lent means we are to look inward. And like those Twitter users, it's not necessarily a place we are excited to go. Jesus could have run and started his ministry, but chose to take that time to commune with God in difficulty. In the Bible, 
The wilderness usually is a place of struggle. It's not a fun place where people are camping or kayaking or hiking or doing fun outdoor things as we speak of wilderness. For them, it is a place of struggle. And Jesus knows that and could have avoided it, but he didn't. He went and he communed with God. And remember, the devil came to him at the end of his 40 days. The wilderness keeps sticking me in the leg over here. At the end of his 40 days, not the beginning. So he really was as strong as he would have been in that whole time frame because he was at the end of this time with God. So a poor time to choose. We will hear God, uh, the voice of the devil again, Matthew 27, when Jesus is on the cross. Remember that second temptation, throw yourself down. If you are the son of God, then throw yourself down. We hear that on the cross from the bystanders, almost word for word. If you were the one who said you could rebuild the temple in three days, do it. And you're up there on that cross. If you're the Messiah, if you are the son of God, then throw yourself down and prove it. So the devil doesn't just go away. Throughout his ministry, Jesus continues to be tempted. So my invitation to you for this introduction Sunday of Lent is to have the courage not to sidestep those things that are difficult. Not to keep suppressing that which you know has potential for harm. Or not even the extreme. What's one thing you can target in this season that will help you get closer to Christ in the next six weeks? That's what entering the wilderness is. And we enter today with courage, just as Christ did. We enter with faithfulness, knowing that when we go, we don't go alone. We are with one another in this journey. And God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit are with us as we step into the wilderness together. Because only then can we fully prepare for what's getting ready to happen during Holy Week. We know the most rewarding things in life don't come easy. But we're always looking for the shortcut. We want to run to the resurrection without spending time with Christ on Good Friday. I'd like a PhD that I don't have to study for. John, can you work that out for me? I'd like a big house and a bunch of fancy cars that I don't have to pay for. I'd like to be healthy with washboard abs without eating right or exercising. We know all of those things sound silly, but when it comes to our faith, we often get into the sense of entitlement that God loves us and God's grace through Christ is for us, but we're not going to do anything to engage it, to accept it, to live it, to practice it, to share it. And so it stays there like a wrapped gift in the corner on Christmas morning. You know something great is in there, you're just not going to open it. And in this journey of Lent, it is our call to open the gifts that God has given us. 
Where do we need to go together as a congregation, as a body of Christ, as human beings? And where do you need to go in the next six weeks? In that place in the wilderness to engage, grab that bull by the horns, and know that we can be transformed. This can make a difference. This is the time where we can do more than say we believe. We can trust God and give ourselves to him. So with full knowledge of one another, with full knowledge of God and the Holy Spirit with us, let us enter into the wilderness together for this journey toward Christ Get ready, because here we come. Hallelujah. Amen.